don't trust NVIDIA's GPU listings, the world's smallest VR headsets here, and oh, maybe a price drop on the 4080. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news like find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. Don't forget, we are giving away this gaming PC right here with the 5800X, a 6800 XT, sponsored by Asa Tech. In case you wanna participate in that, you can join us over on our Twitch channel. You just have to watch the stream to get points, to earn tickets, to get into the giveaway. It's it's free entry. It's free real estate, free gaming PC. Let's go, I'm excited about that. And I'm a little less excited about NVIDIA's practices when it comes to naming their GPUs. We've seen a lot of fan uproar when it comes to them naming the 4080 16 gig and the 4080 12 gig, and then everybody got upset and NVIDIA called it the 4070 Ti instead, and I wish we get a little bit of that for the mobile sector, because testing is revealing kind of what everybody knew all along, that the names on the mobile graphics cards are essentially meaningless and don't really matter. So testing was done with two different laptops. One had an RTX 4090 and one had an RTX 4080. And what this testing showed was that depending on what specification of 4080 or 4090 you might buy, well, the 4080 could just be better than the 4090. Showing right here, the dark green line being the 4090, the light green line being the 4080. You can see at some points, the 4080 is higher than some points of the 4090. Let me walk you through this. So the minimum wattage that an RTX 4090 can run at is 80 watts. And Nvidia will still sell that to you in a laptop as an RTX 4090. The maximum that it can run at is 150 watts. That's still an RTX 4090. And then there are shades in between at what wattage your specific laptop is actually going to be able to run at. The same is true for the RTX 4080. And what their testing showed is that a full bore RTX 4090 is still the fastest mobile GPU that you can get, but a full bore RTX 4080 is only 9% slower. And then if you look at an RTX 4090 that's running at 80 watts, well, the 4080 is gonna beat it out until it's about at 90 watts, with them getting really close to parity at that 80 watt mark. The 4080, however, can go even lower down to 60 watts, which means that the 4080 has a huge disparity between its fastest and slowest model, which didn't used to be an issue. Nvidia used to actually more succinctly distinguish what's going on in the mobile department with Max-P and Max-Q, and they had different designations for what they would call those things, but now they have stripped those away, and if you want an RTX 4090, you could potentially be getting something that is worse than an RTX 4080, and it takes a well-informed, well-researched customer in order to know the difference, and seems to be like NVIDIA is doing that because it will likely drive more sales of a higher-end spec, even if the performance is worse than something that you could get with a different name. It is very easy to imagine scenarios where somebody goes in, buys based on name alone, and then ends up walking away with an inferior product because NVIDIA is trying to just get you to buy based on name alone. Does this bother you? Would you like to see it change? Do you have suggestions for how Nvidia could potentially be more forthright with their customers and how they should designate things? Should there be a wattage designation to the graphics card when it's being sold? Let me know what you think and how to solve this down below in the comments. But that's not the only negative news that we got coming out about Nvidia. In case you use GeForce Experience, you need to update it like right now because there are being reports that there's some severe security vulnerabilities 
on GeForce Experience, which can allow for data execution, data collection, denial of service to take place, as well as an execution of DLLs because there's an uncontrolled search path vulnerability in the client installer. It's not a great situation. This is for all GeForce Experience. This is before 3.27.0.112, which happens to be the revision that they released on January 30th. So if you have not updated your GeForce now in the last two weeks, it is time for you to do that because there are some severe security vulnerabilities that you could potentially be befalled into, befallen to that you could be felled to. And I'm gonna felled Reese. Hey friends, welcome back to UFD Deals, bringing the hottest tech deals on the internet. And happy freaking Valentine's Day, you sexy people. You're all my Valentine's now, that's how this works, and I brought you gifts in the form of deals. Starting with the Govi DreamView TV combo, featuring LED backlights, light bars, and a downward-facing camera that actually maps the lights to whatever you're seeing on screen. The perfect option for setting the mood, and at only $99.99, it's $50 off. And then secondly, we have the Elgato Steam Deck Mark II with its 15 macro keys. I have one here, and I use it to control everything. I love it. These hardly ever go on sale, but you can currently pick one up for $119.99, which is $30 or 20% off. And then lastly, we have the Dell S2721 QS, featuring the trippiest wallpaper I've ever seen on a monitor listing. This 27-inch 4K IPS monitor is going for only $249.99, which is $80 or 24% off. And that's it. Those are the deals. Hope you guys have a fantastic day today. And like always, you can find the links to these and more in the video description. But until next time, I'm hand you off back to bread for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Reese, you didn't tell me about this. It's not a great deal, but it is a big deal. And that is Big Screen coming out with the world's smallest VR headset, at least according to Big Screen themselves. It's gonna have 5K displays. It's gonna have two 5K 90 Hertz OLED displays with six degrees of freedom. And it's also gonna only weigh six ounces with the strap. Additionally, be only one inch thin at the smallest point of the actual VR headset. You see right here, this is quite considerably smaller than anything else that you would see like a Valve Index or MetaQuest 2. However, it does come with a lot of caveats. Number one, you have to have an iPhone to scan your face in order to get it to contort to your face shape before you buy it. If you wear contacts or anything like that, you have to get custom prescription lenses. Additionally, it cannot stand alone. You need Valve's external Steam VR base stations on top of the fact that you will also need a gaming PC because it is not powered internally. And they're gonna cost $9.99 to pre-order right now and not ship till the end of this year so you're essentially paying for a kickstarter at this point does this interest you small vr headset does it make it more appealing is that really what's holding you back and to even trust this company to take your thousand dollars and deliver on a product later this year let me know down below in the comments and do you trust minecraft to be installed on your kid's school computer because it just might because minecraft finally getting it added to chrome os on chromebooks it hasn't been available there at all and now it turns out that there's an official trial that's being brought out by minecraft for people to be able to play it on their school computers or otherwise chromebooks with it having some severe limitations just like that vr head set number one you can only play for 90 minutes it's time limited survival only additionally you have to start your world from scratch every single time and every time that time limit expires the world is deleted and those worlds cannot be transferred over to a full world so it's just a very small lockdown 90 minute experience where potentially students could play it very quickly and then not be distracted by how they could build out their world in the future also it's not rolling out to every country at the moment only having 17 
supported countries, which you can see right here, excluding the United States and the United Kingdom, but it's available in certain places finally, officially. And Chrome OS is not looking like it's officially gonna install Bard, which is their AI alternative of ChatGPT. We talked about this in yesterday's episode of Hot News that Chrome OS had some indications that it was gonna replace regular search with Bard, but after some updating, Google has deleted all mention of that in Chrome OS and specifically has renamed some of the code to be abandoned after the articles that came out that discovered that Bard looked like it was gonna be implemented. Something's going on over on Google side of things. It doesn't necessarily look like it's gonna be rolling out as soon as some people may have thought. And some people may have thought that China's first domestically produced gaming graphics card, the Morthreads MTT S80, might have been okay, but new benchmarks are coming out. And despite the fact that this is the world's first PCI Express 5.0 SSD, it is not the world's fastest gaming graphics card. And in fact, it gets outpaced by a GT 1030 in a lot of instances. So benchmarks coming out from several different outlets now in different video games. And despite the fact that it cannot run every video game, certain video games like Skyrim, it is getting trounced on to the tune of being half of a GT 1030, which only costs about 50 bucks brand new in case you wanted that. Based on the actual specs of the MTTS 80, it was supposed to be around an RTX 3060, but it can't beat a 1030. It like can maybe kind of get near a GTX 1050 sometimes, but it's, it's they have a long way to go before it's actually gonna have parity with modern gaming GPUs. And Samsung bringing their 990 Pros up to parity with the 980 Pros, making it so that the vulnerability that was in them that was reducing the lifespan of the SSDs has finally been corrected. The 980 Pros got a firmware update a couple of weeks ago, and now finally the 990 Pros have their firmware update, which allows it to fix the death issue that was happening with these SSDs, which was reducing the lifespan. It is not going to undo any of the damage that happened with the faulty firmware, but it will at least stop the bleeding from happening. And that's what NVIDIA is hoping to do with their RTX 4080 potential price cuts. There's more indication coming out that because the RTX 4080 is not selling very well and the fact that Nvidia cannot produce enough GPUs on either side of the 4090 or the 4070 Ti to keep up with demand that the 4080 might actually drop in price because those have just been sitting in the open market not necessarily being able to be sold. This is coming in conjunction with a report that came out a few weeks ago that Nvidia has found a cheaper way to make the RTX 4080 and that would maybe potentially be passed on to consumers, but it's looking ever more and more like, and from different sources reporting that the RTX 4080 could come down in price, maybe potentially to be $1,100. I personally don't think that they're gonna come down all the way to match the RX 7900 XTX because that would be ceding too much ground to AMD superiority, but at least dropping it by $100 to be at 1100 bucks will likely help to move the GPUs a little bit. Will you buy an RTX 4080 if it drops to $1,100 or I, I don't know who that's positioned to. I know our demographic. I don't think you guys have that much money. Let me know though. And I'll also remind you that we're giving away this Alienware PC sponsored by Ace Attack Gaming PC for you being brought to you by the likes of Ace Attack. I really appreciate them doing it. Come watch us on Twitch as this video is over, no matter when it is, because we're streaming nonstop all of the time. Love to have you over there and I'll see you in the next hot news, my friends.